When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Dedicated to researching and promoting the value of the forage industry, the Midwest Forage Association helps to educate farmers on methods that would make them more profitable in their practices with a focus on forages. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Chelsea Russell, the local council director for the Midwest Forage Association, explains more about the research that they do and how they benefit not only farmers, but the community. So we are the Midwest Forage Association, which means we are the regional forage association that represents farmers and related industry members in Minnesota, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Iowa. Our goal is to help generate information through research and help educate farmers on methods methods that would make them more profitable or more productive in their practices. Um, and then we take a focus on forages, which is something that is not often focused on by other associations. So we're specifically looking at the forage aspects that go into feeding our livestock. So speaking of looking at those specific examples, what research are you doing to help benefit your association and your farmers? Midwest Forage Association, we do run the Midwest Forage Association Research Program. And so that is is a pool of funds that MFA controls. Um, we are able to give it out to our researchers within our um, member states, and it is going to projects that our farmers think would help them on a local level. So we are able to fund a lot of extension agents who help with our different local councils and uh, uh, university researchers as well. And the topics that they look at are um, quite diverse. We have been funding some programs like the Wisconsin uh, Yield and Persistence Project pretty much since it started. Um, and that just kind of helps track alfalfa yield and kind of monitor that throughout Wisconsin. But there are other projects, and they go from agronomic practices to feeding practices. And one of the nice benefits of funding local researchers is that then they can come out to some of these local events and spread the information with their farmer members. What are the benefits of being a member of the Midwest Forage Association? As an individual, if you're joining MFA, in most cases, the dues are $50, um, but for that $50, there is a variety of things that you get. Certainly, our focus is on education and research and helping farmers get the information that they need to be more productive or be more profitable. Um, but there are some tangible take-it-home uh, benefits of being a member as well. For one, you get the Forage Focus magazine. Um, we also have a newsletter that our members are able to get. And then we have a lot of industry. Uh, supporters that want to help um, make MFA successful. And so one of the things that they do is they offer coupons to all the members. So there's special deals uh, that you can turn in when you buy a variety of products or in a few cases, just straight up just turning it in for free. You don't have to buy anything. Um, and all of the coupons have more than a $50 value so the farmers can make their money back up right away. You mentioned your local councils. What do the local councils do and how do they benefit the overall picture of MFA? Um, so we have several local councils throughout Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, in Wisconsin, a lot of our local councils are still on a county level. So they are groups like the Manitowoc,
Chippewa County Forage Council, the Atagami County Forage Council. Um, these are groups often in a certain county of the farmers and the industry members that are um, dairy or beef or maybe just growing forages uh, to sell out into those markets. And by fostering these local councils and helping support them, it's uh, a much smaller community. It's actually where MFA gets our grassroots support. So we can go to the local councils. We can see what issues are um, directly affecting these folks. And they're often the people that help play in and support the researchers and things like the Midwest Forage Research Program. So the, the researchers need the farms to go out and collect data from, and so they support in the research projects. Um, and then there is county-based meetings so that we can distribute our information in a more direct and you know intimate setting. So our different local councils are how MFA kind of gets its grassroots support. We draw up from a lot of them, as well as individual members that come from areas outside of our local councils. How do the programs that you guys have benefit farmers, but also the community members as a whole? A lot of what MFA works on, we actually do that in collaboration with the National Alfalfa and Forage Alliance. Um, so MFA plays in with NAFA. We are the largest regional hay affiliate of NAFA, and we do have uh, farmer board members from MFA that also sit on the National Alfalfa and Forage Alliance board. Um, and through that, we are able to take a uh, larger scale approach. So some of the things that we've advocated for um, are forage positions to remain at the universities. Um, and we've also advocated for ARS funding for forages. For Wisconsin specifically, um, that has resulted in a hiring of a forage specialist position um, that's been vacant for a long time since Dan Undersander retired. And so recently that position was filled and MFA was part of the folks who were able to advocate and help in that um, selection process. But we are seeing success where um, ARS is getting annual million dollar bonuses to go into funding uh, forage research. In Minnesota and Wisconsin, we have uh, two ARS forage facilities. One is the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center. And so those operations are getting a lot of benefits and funding from that. They're able to hire new people um, and do more of the work in the Midwest region. We work on different programs like emergency uh, disaster responses. There was programs like the CFAP payments. So originally when the CFAP payments came out, uh, Alfalfa was a noticeable omission. Farmers could not um, receive any payments for that program uh, because of our work with NAFA. We kind of helped them um, do some public awareness and work with lawmakers out in D.C., and we were able to get included in the CFAP 2 payments. So that was something that was not available for farmers. Uh, alfalfa is a very large crop, uh, fourth most valuable field crop in our nation, and so when it's not included in these programs, it can be a negative. And it can be a negative for the community as a whole as well because alfalfa and other forages, grasses, they are very um, environmentally friendly. Uh, they do a lot of the same 
aspects that you would find out of a, like a cover crop system. And so it's good to have these in the landscapes. It's good to have them in the rotations. But if farmers aren't getting incentivized not to put alfalfa and not to put these crops onto their farming practices, then that can have a, a lasting impact. What work are you guys doing to help Midwest farmers and really make sure their best interest is kept in mind with the upcoming farm bill? Ooh, we've been doing a lot of work with the um, upcoming farm bill and in the past farm bills as well. Um, so we, again, we leverage our affiliation with the National Alfalfa and Forage Alliance, so MFA can have a voice in that process. Um, in past farm bills, we were able to get uh, a research program authorized specifically for alfalfa and alfalfa systems. When that program was authorized in the past farm bill, it was the first time that alfalfa was specifically ever mentioned in a farm bill. Um, new things that we are working on, um, again, we'll go on looking at the environmental benefits that alfalfa and other forages can add to the landscape and making sure that uh, farmers are not being directed to do something else because that there is other more economically favorable practices. And so making sure of things like that when um, they are looking at climate smart crops, that alfalfa and forages are included in that. Other farm bill uh, work is improving the forage insurance programs that are out there. Um, some farmers have a lot of challenges with those, and it has been um, identified as an area that they would like the Risk Management Association to, or Risk Management Agency to work on and help develop a better forage protection program through the insurances. We are out there to support the forage farmers. There's a lot of information that can be shared, and as we uh, continue down our path. Hopefully we continue to grow in members and researchers that are available and involved with us. And more work on the forages it would be a benefit for everyone. Um, there's just a lot of advantages to having that on the landscape that we don't want to lose to continuous cropping in other row crops. That was Chelsea Russell, the local council director for the Midwest Forage Association. To learn more, go to midwestforage.org. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.